Today on The Hero's Path, let's get started. What did you do in Breath of the Wild this week, Zach? Ryan, I forget. Uh, oh, I went... Look at your notes, Zach. What notes? This is an unprepped podcast. This is all spur of the moment. It's all on memory. It says here that you did the Misko <laughs> side quest, but it's almost kind of not worth talking about. So should we talk about it? Uh, well, now, now that you said that out loud, yeah. No, uh, after last time I went... I was heading towards Lake Hylia, but on the way I stopped to do a couple things. And so there's the Misko side quest that takes you, what do you call it, over to the the woods south of the Dueling Peak stable and up there. Um, and it's a thing where you kind of have to solve a puzzle by reading a map, right? Yeah, they give you a, a hint that about like when the two rivers join, follow the something, 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 something. Yeah, so that's a good... Uh, I didn't pick... I did, it's it's a good thing the first time, but because I've played this before, I already knew exactly where to go and get the goodies, and so mm-hmm. I ignored most of it. And the reward is not notable. It's just a, a treasure cache, basically. Mm-hmm. It's mostly a bunch of gems. Yeah. But okay, at this point, I'm good. filthy rich with gems. Gross. Uh, and, oh, and I wanted to do, before I went to Lake Hylia, I wanted to do the two Dueling Peak Shrines. That was the big thing I wanted to do, because I didn't do them the first time through. Okay. The ones way up on top of the Dueling Peaks. Right. The Dueling Peaks is that mountain that is, like, split down the middle by a river in a way that I don't think can naturally occur in nature, but I don't, I'm not a geologist. It doesn't make any sense unless something actually, like, split the mountain in two for the river to go through. That could be a thing. Uh, yeah, right? There's precedent, sort of, for that. Um, regardless of how that happened, uh, there's the two sides of the mountain, and on the tippy-top of each side, uh, there's a shrine. They are She-Veneer Shrine and She-Veneth Shrine. Uh inside of each shrine is a like a five by five grid of those like cup ball holder puzzle elements and when you go into one there's a pattern laid out on them already and there's a placard that has a hint that like you have to know this i forget exactly how it words it but it's like if you know the solution you know you got to look at both to figure out the solution to this puzzle yeah and it becomes apparent. And yeah, go ahead. The default state of each puzzle is the solution to the other. Exactly, exactly. Which and is pretty good. It is good. It's a good. They, it's good to do something like that where you have these two opposing things like that. And there's not a lot of communication. Like the shrines are very self-contained. Incredibly, yeah. Um, and it's good to have wider breadth of puzzle elements and puzzle elements i i love stuff that uh where you get to write stuff down like you're playing mist or something i definitely the first time playing it i was playing on the wii u and somewhere when this airs i'll dig it out but on a notebook somewhere i have diagrams of both of these written out but now i'm playing it on the switch and i just cheated and used the switch's screenshot function i feel like that might be partially the intended solution as well but i think writing stuff down i love writing stuff down i think here 
clearly this game was being made for the Wii U before that was a function. Hmm, so it's yeah. it's not it's not like Odyssey, Mario Odyssey, where they specifically put hints in that game that you have to screenshot or you're intended to screenshot right. to like yeah. find a something in the environment that looks like the picture. That one was definitely planned for the Switch. That's a good point. Interesting. Anyway, um, do these, is there some extra puzzle element for uh, getting chests out of these shrines? No, there's just a chest that you have to kind of finagle your way onto by falling off a thing. Okay, all right. It's not I seem to remember exciting the puzzle having way. an extra layer. Okay. No, well, I think, next I think time, it, let's do a puzzle with an extra layer. I will try and find, well, we have another puzzle to talk about here, so. Okay. Or, or another shrine, rather. Uh, so after that, I kind of traipsed over the hills to get over to Lake Hylia. Famous location of Zelda. Yes. Uh, it's in a zillion of the Zelda games. Uh, this version of it doesn't really... This game has a lot of geography that is specifically supposed to represent geography in other Zelda games. And... But this game's not precious with that and will not necessarily, like, hold itself to making it an exact copy most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's totally willing to just say, well, no, we're just going to make what fits for our thing. We don't care guy on Zelda fan site drawing up a map about, <laughs> you know, making things line up necessarily. Um, and so this version of Lake Kylie is just kind of just a lake. Um, it doesn't have, like... A lot of iterations like to have the island with the tree on it, like an Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. And this has an island, but it's not that island. Um, it has a bridge that's kind of in the style of the big bridge in Twilight Princess, but not entirely. Um, sure. It's also called the Bridge of Hylia or whatever. But... So I don't know. It's, it's doing its own thing, which is fine. It's also where all the water dumps into. Apparently, yeah. In this universe, water doesn't flow out to the ocean. It flows to Lake Hylia. There's some sort of underwater aquifer or something it supplies that drains water. Uh, When we go underground in the next game, then we'll know. Yes, it'll it'll be all underground. Oh! Unlike all other Zelda games, there will be a really one-to-one correlation between map points. Ryan, I was going to pitch you... Yes. This isn't anything we planned. Um... They didn't release a trailer for the new Breath of the Wild yet. Right. But they did reveal that they're going to re-release Skyward Sword this year. Oh, yeah. What if we've been wrong all this time? What What do you mean? And instead of an underground oh, no. game, the next game's entirely in the sky. Oh, well, that could be fun. I just I wanted to throw that out there. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, oh, what if we were we, we've been going the wrong direction this whole time? Oh, all the underground cave uh, stuff is all a distraction. Maybe it's um, Zelda Galaxy. Oh, I want to be Link running around an orb. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds like. Do I get a little Luma? Uh, you get a little uh, Link. Link. Who's Link? You get a little Navi. I'm okay with that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Now I just want to play Mario. 
Is it too late to derail this podcast and make it a Mario podcast? It is too late to avoid derailing this podcast. Okay, I'm good at derailing the podcast. Lake Hylia, it's here. It's big. Mm-hmm. It's wet. Um, there's a million Koroks. I went all the way around this thing and found a zillion Koroks here. Wow. Um, the the only so there's the feature there's the bridge and uh there's some enemies on the bridge but it's not terribly interesting uh there no i really like to ride the horse along this bridge and blow off all the enemies it's not a yeah it's it, they're not particularly tough uh the big island here hylia island has two things of interest um one is the shrine that we'll talk about in a second the other is may who is Frank's wife from the missing wife quest back in oh, Zoro's final. domain. She had gotten swept away previously as part of the the flooding that had been happened, uh, but was completely nonplussed about it and can continue to just be fishing here in Lake Hylia. And you have to remind her that she has a husband and child to go back to. And then she's like, oh, yeah, huh? And then she goes back. Quest complete. Okay. Peaceful resolution obtained. Fun. Kind of boring. Kind of boring, but it. I guess it got me to Lake Hylia, so yeah. mission accomplished? Question mark? <laughs> uh, the shrine on Hylia Island's in a big pit, which is weird. I don't really get what they're going for there. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a, I, I think it's to keep it from being too easy to see from afar. That makes sense, but they've employed better ways of doing that. It could have just, they could have built up the wall around it, left it at level. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know why they needed to bury it, but it's buried. I mean, we do complain that there aren't enough caves in this game. Uh, You know, you're right. We're looking the cave mouth in the mouth. (laughs) Um... What kind of shrine is this? This is Ya Naga Shrine. Uh, this one has a stone platform on a vertical rail, like one of those Legos, with the hole in the middle. I I guess yeah. There is a funnel apparatus underneath the platform, and at the very top of the rail in this very tall room, there's a bunch of cracked blocks. So it's like you're doing like a test your strength thing where you have to slam a thing. (laughs) Only instead of using a big hammer, because Link doesn't have a hammer in this game. Yeah, he does. Not a megaton hammer. No, but you can get a hammer. Yeah, but it's a boring hammer. Let's be real. This this game is letting me down as far as hammers go. Uh, But what you're supposed to do is use bombs. Uh, yes. this is kind of our first introduction to these funnels. Yes. Where, um, yeah. There are, in, in shrines, there are funnels that are specifically made to, like, accept a Sears-style bomb such that you can place it in, you know, a general funnel opening area, and it will roll down to a very specific area where you need the bomb to be to explode. And then outside of shrines, there's places all over the world where... There's also funnels in this shape for reasons that don't really make sense because they were not designed by the Sheikah for puzzle purposes, but that's fine. They're cool to have. They uh, let you know that you're going to do something cool with the bomb. And what do you do with this bomb? So if you put the round bomb 
in the funnel. It goes underneath the big stone on a rail, the big like square stone. You can detonate it to launch that stone way up to the top of the room where where the cracked blocks are. Yeah. But the force that shoots up isn't enough to break those blocks. You still have to bomb those blocks. So what you end up doing is using the fact that you can use two different types of bombs at the same time. You put a square-shaped bomb on top of the stone platform. You put the round bomb into the funnel. And then you, with good timing, yeah. uh, detonate the round bomb to launch the stone into the air. And then once it gets close enough to the crack blocks on top, you detonate the square bomb to make yourself a path going up. And interestingly, the timing that you need to get right isn't the timing of like, if you imagine doing this in real life, you're like, detonate this bomb detonate that bomb you like pressing two keys right but in the game it's a matter of switching apps on your tablet from round bomb to flat bomb rune Mm -hmm. and so that's like it's a little the the challenge is in navigating a menu basically right Uh, it it's an element of what you're doing but there also is timing involved like, cause I yeah yeah, but up, it's the timing, the timing of opening the menu at the right time. We have to open the menu and then hit the button to detonate. Yeah, yeah, okay. There, there, there is some timing to it because I definitely missed it the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it is. You, you have to time. It's not super strict, and there's no like, if you miss, you just do it again. It's not like the end right. of the world or anything. Um, it's cool. It's I noticed f- about it, this shrine. Yeah, I was just saying it's fun. That's all I was doing. <laughs> Yeah, it's clever. I noticed that this is a shrine where there is one obvious intended solution, and I don't think there is any alternate. I can't think of any other way to clever your way around it, except, wait, could you shoot bomb arrows at the ceiling? I don't know that you would be able to reach the top. You would have to get on top of the... Uh, the platform detonate the circle bomb to launch yourself up and then aim the bomb arrows at the ceiling on your way up so i guess that's one possible uh maybe possible is too strong a word that's one idea i can have of another solution there's even don't there's a block that's already open on the ceiling as well Oh, yeah. So if you were extremely clever with your jumping stuff, there's probably a way to crime your way into that and skip the step of blowing blocks up. But hmm. I'm not that good at traversal in this game. I've done the, I did the I did the cool flip up to a platform I'm not supposed to be on like once. <laughs> uh well maybe there's more to this shrine than meets the eye, but it does strike me as like a much a very straightforward like single challenge shrine yeah and that's Uh, and that's all there is you go to the top if you shoot yourself up high enough you can land on a higher platform to get a treasure chest and that's it yeah it almost seems like they could have gone a second leg with it but they chose not to which makes me wonder if there's something else like this out here because i don't remember but we'll find out yes uh so that's a fun shrine yeah did you do anything else? 
So I did a very important thing that I've been thinking about a lot as I've been playing this game. Uh, okay. There's a very important spot here in Lake Hylia, on the bridge of Hylia. Uh-huh. Where you can climb, like, a gate house, like a ruined gatehouse or whatever, and there's a section of it you can climb into where the game glitches and, like, all of the shaders turn off. And you can see Link just as the model without any shading applied. <laughs> and it's unnerving. I would say. It's weird. It's like looking at like a plastic action figure version of char- of the character in this game. Hmm, yeah, yeah. Like you were just to straight port this into like a modeling program that would look like that. And so I tried to go... I wanted to be able to explain this in intricate detail, and then I tried to start doing research and found out that this is way past anything I'm going to be able to speak intelligently on, other than to say that the game uses a form of cell shading uh, to give it its distinctive art style. Neat. Uh, Cell shading is something that Zelda games have done a decent amount. Uh, Very famously with the legend of zelda wind waker oh uh, yeah uh which some would call Zelda. uh i watched a very good youtube video uh that tried to explain to me how wind waker cell shading works because it's not it's it's very different uh but it was entirely above my head and so i'm not going to try and summarize it and i will just link to it because it's a really good video you should watch by uh Jasper, the guy that runs uh, noclip.website. Uh, okay. One of my favorite dot websites. <laughs> um, a very vital human in our society is the person in charge of noclip.website. Yeah. Uh, so they, yeah, they, they famously use self-shading there. Uh, they used a form of self-shading in Skyward Sword uh, to apply this like watercolor motif. Yeah, I don't think I like it. Uh, it was good on the Wii. The new footage is weird looking. I don't know if they, like, eased off and they, like, needed to apply more. But Skyward Sword's kind of a baffling looking game anyways. Baffling looking. Put that on the cover. (laughs) Look, that's not the worst compliment that that game will get. Uh, but then Breath of the Wild uses shading in ways that are, like, kind of more subtle. How would you describe, like, Breath of the Wild's art style. Uh, pass. All right, perfect. Yeah, it, it has its shading. It's not as outright and severe as Wind Waker cell shading, but it definitely blends textures together in a way that looks nice. And when I you, would say that Breath of the Wild looks nice, yeah. And when you remove that shading from the character you're playing as... <laughs> It well, the issue is scary in this spot, right? Is that like that cell shading is applied to characters but not to scenery, and so he's getting when Link is in this spot, he's getting the same treatment as the tower that you're hiding in a niche in, right? Uh, I would have to stare at the video for a while to even oh, okay, figure that out, but it definitely goes from being. 
this very soft-faced link to being this very, like, plastic action figure-looking version of the character, <laughs> hmm. which is, it's under, and people have done stuff. That, while I was trying to research this, uh, people, the Breath of the Wild modding community, uh, the wonderkins that they are, have like put in full mods where you can just remove all of the shading from the game and run burn the entire game in that art style huh yeah it's wild but yeah this that's the one spot that i know this existed was here yeah uh i think i i want to say i found it on my own but also it was one of those things that got passed around a lot when the game was out I bet it's not the only one. I bet that there are some other spots you could probably find this happening. Maybe. I mean, I found that hole that isn't talked about. So there's there's enough like space in this game that maybe there's something else like that out there. Could be. But it's famous and cool. Yes. We had two more topics to talk about. Yeah. Uh, in your notes, it says number two. Ryan had a topic, and I do not remember what it is. Okay, but since then, I've talked to you, and I do know what the topic is. I think that this is what I this, what I meant. This is what I meant. I remember. We, we talked okay. about this. Ryan wants to talk about how he's playing the game. Um, I beat the game playing it normal style, or just, like, without any extra constraints. And when I loaded it up again in master mode, I wanted to make it extra fun for myself so i put some conducts that's what you call them in net hack uh special rules which are i do not use uh i don't teleport to shrines and i other than the uh tower for the great plateau which you have to get to progress i have not activated any towers so i don't have the map oh. in game Ugh. Uh, <laughs> which is not that bad, actually, um, except for all the <laughs> the puzzles and stuff that I quite like that require looking at a map. Um, for those, I end up looking at a map online or something, which totally ruins the whole point of it. But I think it's um, generally, for just navigation purposes, it's a lot more fun to have to rely on your sense of direction and think what's the best way to get over there. Can I even see where, where I'm trying to get to? Mm. And um, should I like head up this way or down that way? And the not using fast travel thing, I just want to have the experience of like, I guess they're both part of this, I guess, immersion kind of thing trying to experience the world as a world by stripping out these video game conveniences. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of people who take the no warping approach. Uh, or I know people that have done that. Do you also include that warp medallion or whatever? I do not use the warp medallion. Okay. I don't think I have it, actually. I, st I still don't have it. I, I have the hint for it. I should probably go look for that one of these days. Um, No, I get that, and I get that, you know it is fun to ride a horse around and they make that pretty useful and good. So, yeah. Um, they but like when I was studying the, um, pen pals special delivery quest, uh, I was obeying these rules. So 
whenever I uh, messed up or got the package broken, I had to physically uh, walk back to her uh, and start the thing again. And I didn't really mind. Okay. That's my jam. Yeah. There's de- I, I, I'm trying to form a thought. Uh, that's an interesting perspective. Like, not staring at a map while you're doing this and having to actually like negotiate with the train by memory yeah. and stuff like that. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. I don't think I could ever play that way, but I appreciate that you that are I'm better pl- than you. No, let's not say anything we regret. I regret nothing. <laughs> it felt really good coming out of these lips. Oh dear. Anyway, I don't think I had anything to say about that except that like that might explain some of when when I'm talking about playing the game on this podcast. Uh, certain things I've said or will say might not make sense if you don't know that I'm playing it in this stupid way. So nothing else to... We can go on to the third topic. The third topic is a very important topic that we have to discuss that I've been... I've been sitting on for a minute and I've been excited to get to this. Uh, Breath of the Wild has support for the nintendo peripheral known as amiibo amiibo uh zach was asking me earlier if i was going to insert the clip of the kids saying amiibo for this part and i said i wasn't because it's too much work that's valid the uh yeah, there's amiibo support. You can use amiibos in this video game, like in a lot of Zelda, or like in a lot of Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to turn it on in a menu, which gives you the amiibo rune in your list of rune apps, which is kind yeah. of a delightful concept. Mm-hmm. That your fancy ancient tech tablet has a QR reader, basically, <laughs> or as in an NFC reader, rather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. The way it works is you can scan an individual amiibo once per day, uh, and it will dispense some kind of reward. Uh, Non-Zelda amiibo, non-Zelda series amiibo, just dish out, like, a random assortment of basic ingredients. Sure. Nothing impressive. Zelda amiibo, on the other hand, will issue out a chest with, like, a big prize... And then an assortment of smaller prizes. Uh, There's a very complicated, like, probability chart of what drops per amiibo, sort of. Yeah, this is confusing. It's like, you can tell ones that they invest a little more time in than others. And there's some unique items that are only available through amiibo. And so I'm going to jump into the ones I scanned. I finally set this all up. I got a... I collected every Zelda series amiibo that I had access to. Uh, so you called in some favors. I called in some favors to my favorite siblings. <laughs> uh, and this is what I ended up with. And this is what I scanned, and these were the results I got. So I first scanned the Super Smash Brothers Ganondorf uh amiibo uh which is a really funny amiibo because boy uh when they started doing smash amiibos they were using like the uh, the the 
Smash for Wii U designs. Oh, yeah. And, and the Ganondorf in Smash Wii U is, like, the Twilight Princess, like, big-looking weirdo Ganondorf guy. Okay. And then in Ultimate, they changed him into Ocarina of Time-looking Ganondorf. Uh-huh. So, the Amiibos are kind of... You can tell that they didn't think a lot of this through, but... <laughs> Amiibo was definitely something that came after they had already been developing Smash 4 for a while. And it's like really ob- it's really obvious from like some of the garbage poses that the characters are in. Have you uh, seen like the the Luigi Amiibo? Um who's just like he's doing his side B and he's kind of falling over. Yeah. It's it's very silly. Yes. Uh anyways, so I scanned Ganondorf. I got a chest with a luminous stone in it, and then a bunch of rupees. Okay, classic Ganondorf stuff. Ganondorf, on his list of stuff he can dish out, has a unique item that is like the sage sword from Twilight Princess. Sure. Uh, I'm not as interested in that, so I'm probably not going to scan him again. Uh, the second one I scanned was an a Breath of the Wild Urbosa uh, amiibo. Sure. Famous character we have not met yet in this video game. She gave a Gerudo scimitar in a chest, and then a whole bunch of meat for reasons that I'm not sure why, but that was what she ended up giving out. Now on her... Oh, I'm... Interesting. Yeah. So, like, the common items, the, like, boring stuff is determined by the Amiibo's... identity too so like yeah it says here all her common items are meat and rare items are really good meat and then there's a bunch of things that can be in chests and it's like swords and shields and possibly her unique item yeah uh interesting and so to like get some of these unique items you'd have to scan them like every day until you get the drop so i'm less inclined to do that except for one thing i'm probably gonna try for but we'll see if i remember to do this uh i scanned the link from link's awakening amiibo uh which came out which came out after this video game came out and so at some point after link's awakening came out they added this link support to breath of the wild and they had to figure out what breath of the wild items go with link's awakening link the thing is, I don't think they tried very hard because it's not a very no. interesting table at all. <laughs> There's just some boring swords and sh- halberds and uh, arrows. Yeah, it's just basic good items and fish. This is this is kind of interesting that like all of uh, Link's Awakening Link's common items are fish, um, and looking at the uh, champions, Daruks are all rocks. Mifas are all fish, mm-hmm. Rivales are all fruit, and Urbosas are meat. So those are like the four corners of the... Four, the, the, the four food groups. Yeah. <laughs> That's the four food groups, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Mystery solved. Yeah, not. I, w- I don't want to say disappointing. It's cool that they even like went back to add that back in, right? They yeah, could have yeah. just not done that. Uh, so they, you know, good on them. Yeah. 
uh, I scanned the Zelda from Super Smash Brothers amiibo, uh, who similarly to Ganondorf got a redesign in Ultimate. So it yeah. went from uh, Twilight Princess Zelda to like Link to the Past Zelda, which is a yeah, yeah. really good design. Yeah. They got the, she looks cool. They got the biggest brains on Ultimate, I swear. They figured out all the good stuff. <laughs> uh, Zelda here gave me a sapphire in a chest and then a bunch of herbs. Yeah, it looks like her her food group is herbs. She's got an item I actually want. Uh, if I can find her, where'd she go? The twilight bow? I want the twilight bow to put up on my wall in my house. Oh, interesting. Because I've got like three bow slots and I'm like, okay, I know one bow I'm going to put up. What are the other two bows? What is an interesting bow in this video game? There's not too many. No. So I'm going to try and put one of those up, I think. I got to think cool. about, you got to think about fashion and decorating. <laughs> uh, Then I scanned my Wind Waker link. Wait, hang on. No, he's the Smash Brothers Toon Link amiibo. Uh-huh. Not the Wind Waker Link Zelda series amiibo. I think they share the exact same list, though. Now I'm going to look. Yeah, this is the same list. <laughs> they know that he's the same guy. Okay, so... good. They figured that out. <laughs> this is the only amiibo I had last time I played the game, I think. He's got a bunch of unique... Oh, what did I get from him, though? I didn't look. Uh Oh, just fire arrows and a lot of fish. But he's got a bunch of unique items because he's got a whole set of armor that are all the oh wind, yeah it's the wind waker art looking tunic and stuff and he's got the wind waker style boomerang which is kind of a weird pull but okay yeah that's, that's fine okay I, I think i got one of those last time i played this game i still don't use the boomerangs very much in this game at least not in the boomerang way <laughs> It's hard to. You have to be like on your on. It makes combat like too complicated. Not complicated. You just have to be a lot more alert. You have to be on well, point. I never figured out how to do it. Uh oh! And then as a control, I scanned my Poochie amiibo. Cool. And I just got random ingredients, no chest, as expected. Okay. Uh, however, there was one more amiibo I tried out. Uh, yes. a very the, the most special amiibo that this game can access, and that is the Twilight Princess Wolf Link amiibo. Ah, the Wolf Link amiibo summons Wolf Link as a companion in this game. Yes, I haven't really seen this in action. It's weird and not the most useful for reasons that will makes sense in a second you summon him and he will you can't summon him in towns or in shrines okay he he can't exist there he can only exist out in the open as you're exploring which is fine yeah uh he will attack enemies he will uh attack wildlife he'll eat food that's on the ground um he's not very strong is the thing by default oh. he has three hearts uh, and can get wrecked very quickly, and which happened to me like immediately when I summoned him. Okay. The trick to him is that he's a cross promotion with the Twilight Princess HD Wii U video game. Oh yeah. And so they released him alongside Twilight Princess HD, 
and in the HD version of the game, there's this bonus Wolf Link dungeon. Uh, I've not played this. Me neither. And by doing that dungeon and then saving the progress in the dungeon to the amiibo, that will buff your Wolf Link companion in Breath of the Wild. Okay. I uh, like this. It's goofy, but it's kind of cool. I mean, that's what I want from Amiibo. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, and I hear at, from from what I've read online, at 20 hearts, he's very useful, especially early in the game. So you have to <laughs> really grind in Twilight Princess HD and then start out Breath of the Wild. I don't and... know that it's so much of a grind. I think it's just completing a bonus dungeon is all it is. Oh, okay. I think it, it's, it's. I, I guess I don't know. It gave me the impression of something like a Pit of 100 Trials or whatever. Oh, interesting. Kind of dungeon. Because Zelda, Zelda's done a couple of those, right? Sure. What's, what's the Wind Waker one called? I call it the Pit of 100 Trials. That's the that's the one in Paper Mario. I know, but I don't I I don't remember what it's called in I don't Waker. know. But there's there's a bunch of those in Zelda games. And so it's like I think it's one of those. And so if you were like on board with Zelda already and you played this game, that's just a cool extra bonus you're going to get here. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm going to watch some gameplay of somebody do uh, run with this wolf very soon. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then so um, this all comes from in creating a champion. The book they talked about how they wanted to give Link a dog companion, and okay, to, in Breath of the Wild they wanted to have yeah. that yeah. be a mechanic. And we were talking about how like it, it seems like they were going to allow other animals. Yeah, yeah. At like the stable and stuff. So I think maybe that is also part of that. Interesting. Like you could having rent- a dogs from this stable (laughs) or like you could like keep a dog you can kennel a dog or something like that uh but they 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 definitely wanted to do more with that and like we 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 talked about before how it seemed like it should like there there was the framework was there for them to allow for other animal companions yeah yeah or other mounts at least and so i think the stuff of having a dog companion maybe got shelved until they realized they could bring it back as this kind of limited feature (laughs) i guess yeah uh which is cool it's cool that that's in there i it would be really cool if the next time around they dig into that a little bit more though i don't know if that would overshadow the rest of the mechanics in the game if it became like a creature taming thing um yeah i guess the whole thing with doing another game in the same engine though is that you can you can get away with increasing that complexity. Yeah. Just because, like, there is kind of an assumption that <laughs> the player has played the previous game before. Yeah, that's super valid. Uh, so maybe, maybe they'll dig into that more. But here it's just kind of a weird aside thing uh, that's interesting. It's it's cool they yeah. did it, right? Yeah. It's a cool little bonus thing, so... Uh, but that was my Amiibo quest. I'm probably not going to dip into these too much more, except I might scan zeldas once a week to see if i can get that cool bow (laughs) okay just so you can hang it up and never use it exactly now you get it great because i'm already planning to how i'm going to decorate my house uh but that's all i did this week i only it was a light week for playing uh but i had a bunch of other stuff i wanted to talk about sure 
but next week. Oh, what's next week? Next week, I am right here at the cusp of running into the jungle, and there is so much to do around here. It's a big, scary jungle. It's a big, scary jungle. And it like, might be one of my fave sections of the map. Huh. Well, I'm going to uh, head south and see what I run into. I don't have much of an objective other than checking out. Oh, I got to go to that tower first. Oh, yeah, you got to. I totally was the hanging The thing that out. you said was your goal for this episode on the last episode. Did I say I was going to do the tower this I episode? I think you were like, well, I don't know if you said that you would do it in this episode, but you said like, the next, my next goal is to get that tower. Oh. Of course, you had to find lots of Koroks around Lake Hylia before you could do there that. There were so many Koroks around Lake Hylia. I think I'm making good Korok pace. I think okay. that, I think we're making good pace. Uh, I still want to be on the record saying you're not going to get all of them. I am 100% going to get all of them. Okay. I stand by. It's going to take me a long time, but I will get all of them. A long time. A long time. Longer than your natural life. Uh, is that a threat? It's a promise. (laughs) 